Good evening, family. Whatever point in time you are joining live, good evening. I'll probably say it a few more times. I'm glad that you're a part of this tonight. This is our, our kickoff initial Bible study this summer. Um, and thankfully, we actually have summer weather. I'm grateful for that. So, so welcome, welcome. And we've got a few things we want to kind of share at the offset of this. So I will wait for a couple more people to join on, but so thankful that you are with us tonight. Um, and uh, we're going to have a word of prayer. And as I conclude this prayer, I just kind of want to give you a couple instructions about what we're going to be doing. And we want this to be an interactive type of Bible study. So wherever you are, uh, whatever time you're joining, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we have tonight in your word. Your word is life. Your word is truth. We need that truth now more than ever in the generation that we live in. Father, I pray that your word will open our eyes tonight. Help us understand just the greatness of who you are but also help us understand who we are in Christ. That's the importance of what we're beginning to read, that we are sons and daughters, the Most High God, because of what Jesus has done for us. So let's tonight be a night of both revelation and rejoicing yes. as we yes. just take part in the goodness, the kindness, the grace, the love that you've bestowed upon us. We're thankful for that, Father. I speak healing to all who need it tonight, yes, sir. strength and joy and peace as you need it from the presence of God. But I do pray that the Word of God builds your faith tonight, corrects you, instructs you, guides you into all truth. And may the end of this conversation tonight and this whole summer just may, may just draw you close to God. Yes, may you yes, just feel yes, your walk with God are. deepening, uh, yes. your, your love for God and your love for His Word growing. Yes. And, and may tonight be just a good kickoff to what God is doing in your heart and your life through His Word. So thank we thank you, Father. We, pray this, yes. we thank you, Father. We pray this on the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So, so again, welcome to everyone who's watching, and I have an awesome group of people uh, in the room here with me tonight. Ooh, yeah. I'm so thankful for all that are there. Uh, go ahead and wave, everybody. Why don't you quick wave? Uh, Which camera? Which camera? Wave there. But uh, we have multiple uh, shots set up tonight so that as I am conversing with you and as we're going over the Word of God together, they can also uh, chime in and give their thoughts and the revelation God has given them. The cool thing about the Bible is that the Bible is not a book. It's a, it's a living testament yes, of who God is. And so it actually, even as we're reading it, the Spirit of God will start revealing things yep. to us. Yep. Uh, maybe some, some of it's a reminder. Maybe some of it is revelation. But it is just a beautiful thing about this. We call it a book, but really at the end of the day, this is the living word yes. of God. It, it is still active even now as we speak. Amen. So uh, in the room here tonight, again, we're going to have conversation. I'm going to be asking them for their thoughts, their revelation. As we're reading through this, and just so you know, I, did, I should have said this on the offset, uh, on the onset of all this. Sorry, Ephesians chapter one is where we're going to begin tonight, and we're going to be going over the entire book of Ephesians this summer. We have seven Bible studies at different places. Uh, night one is right here at my place. And can we get a shot of Miss Vitti? Uh, in two weeks, we will be at the Ortega's house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, and she's open to have everyone there. Uh, Miss Vitti is gracious in that way. I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, uh, 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 but they, do have a, they do have a bigger house and a much bigger yard. <laughs> and so uh, we'll be looking forward to hanging out with them in a couple weeks. So Ephesians chapter one, and I'm actually reading from the New Living Translation. It's the NLT. So if you're using your phone app, or you have a computer, if you just type in Ephesians 1 and then NLT, it'll give you the New Living Translation. And that's what we're going to be reading from here tonight. At any point in time as we are going over the scriptures, if you have a revelation, please type it in the comments. If you have a question, please type it, type it in the comments. We will be following along live as well so that we can address every comment or question that might come up because this is what this really is meant to be. It's meant to for us to study the Word together, to grow in our understanding of the Word, and, and really just all kind of catch that revelation of all the awesome things God has done for us. And we're going to see that in the book of Ephesians, okay? So Ephesians chapter 1, and I was just reading some really cool things about this, uh, this entire chapter, and I, without kind of running my mouth too much, Ephesians really is a kind of like a, a central book, if you will, for the New Testament believer. It's the 10th book of the New Testament in terms of uh, the order that we read it in. And not that it's necessarily chronological order, just the, the book that we read, it's the 10th book of the New Testament. And the, the location really is profound because Ephesus is the, was a, a kind of like a harbor town um, right there in the Aegean Sea, just outside of the Mediterranean Sea. It, it's kind of what is now modern-day Turkey. 
And so what's really cool about this town is it was really kind of the almost like the central area of commerce for the entire Roman Empire as it concerns uh, what was called Asia Minor at that time. And uh, the location was was uh, ideal for getting you know goods transported to and from its, its harbor all over what was known as the Roman Empire. And this is really neat even for Christianity because as we begin to read Ephesians, though it says there in verse 1, in verse 1, uh, Paul supposedly writing to the church in Ephesus, most early manuscripts don't have the term Ephesus. They don't have the location there. And so really this is more probably a general letter to the entire church. And we'll see that as we go through all six chapters, how it's very uh, it isn't as personal, if you will, or direct towards a specific church. It's more as the overview for the entire body of, of Christ. And so this is why I really wanted to use this text this summer, because it's still, it's a, it's a now word, if you will. It's, it's, it's still applicable to yes, us right now in the generation we live in. And so this really is profound. So let's go ahead and get into this again together from Ephesians chapter 1. And as I'm reading this, to those of you that are sitting with me present, to those of you watching online, Please chime in, talk to me, uh, give me your thoughts. I will be pausing at different times to ask because I have some people here who catch Revelation. Miss Vidi catches Revelation about everything. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. here it is. This letter, here goes Miss Vidi. She's ready. Okay, she got Revelation. But this really is just conversation. Yes, we are studying the Word of God, but I am not looking for anyone to... This isn't about being educated. This is about educating ourselves yeah. in the Word of God. And we can only do that through asking questions, through sharing what God is showing us. So please be a part of this conversation here tonight, everybody. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 is where we're going to start. And it's uh, according to the New Living Translation, Ms. Vidi, it says this, this letter. <laughs> this letter is from Paul. Okay, so he's defining uh, who the author is so that we know where this is coming from. I love this right here. Chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Right off the onset, the first thing that jumps out to me is the simple fact that none of us in any form or fashion were just kind of by accident, mm -hmm. falling into this. We have been yeah. chosen yeah. by God. Okay, if you're if you're watching online, make sure you type that in the chat. I'm chosen by chosen. God. And you need to know that about yourself. Yeah. Your life is not an accident. You have been chosen by the will of God. So this is this is part of God's plan. And we're going to see this kind of theme reoccurring throughout this first chapter in terms of we have been handpicked by God, chosen by the will of God. Now here's here's this cool word that we hear in church, but do we really know what it means? to be an apostle, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Anyone at the table kind of want to give me what, you, what your thoughts are about what an apostle is, what you, what, how you feel about that, what you think about that? What, is, what does that mean when you see that word apostle? Anybody at all? Follower. Okay, okay, a follower, good. Okay, absolutely. Um, apostle, like apostling to me is like apostoline is like when you start stuff, like you oversee like multiple works. Okay, right on. The, the, the apostleship of, of, yeah. of, of starting of planting something. Uh, my, my current role is pastor, but really at the end of the day, when you look at what I was anointed to do, it was to apostle in that church to kind of be the, the planter. That's my, my niece Avery. She's saying amen. She has a comment. She wants to, she wants to join in. She's, she's giving her opinion about my apostleship. <laughs> um, so apostle. anyone else, any other thoughts about apostle? What about online? The, uh, yeah, anyone online, please let us, let us know what you think about the apostle. The, really, the idea behind apostle actually means to be the sent one. Okay, you are, you are a sent one. You have been sent out, commissioned by, by the Almighty God, sent out by His Spirit to proclaim His Son, Jesus, everywhere that you go. And, and as you read through the book of Acts especially, you see what the apostles were doing on a, uh, I mean, this is what became their life. This is what they did. Everywhere they went, they were apostling. They were being sent out by God to teach Jesus. So this is who, who Paul is. I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. And he now says this, I'm writing to God's holy people. And as I told you, the next part here in New Living Translation says in Ephesus, the, the book of Ephesians, but most early manuscripts don't say Ephesus. So basically what he's doing is I'm writing to God's holy people, okay, who are faithful of Christ Jesus. Come on, if you're a faithful follower, come on. That doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. That doesn't mean we don't mess up. Okay, but, but look at us. We're still following. Yeah. So thank God. Uh, that even in our, our stumbles, we're so faithful followers of Jesus Christ. So, um, verse 2 says this now. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, clearly, Paul's wanting us to, to see the, 
the distinction. Yes, they are, they are in unity, but he wants us to see a distinction. God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, may they give you peace and grace. And so I am looking at this on the offset, and I am realizing that, that Paul wants us to know that there's a, a great God, and we're going to see it here in just a moment, uh, but there's also our Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's just a bit of distinction here. For those who have, were raised um, maybe a little bit more traditional Pentecostal, and uh, especially those who kind of have a, a, forgive me for putting it like this, but more of a, uh, you don't have a Trinitarian perspective on Scripture, meaning um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You see them more as, as one in three. So one God in, in if you would, three kind of uh, iterations, three, uh, three forms of the same person. I can see where these kind of conversations cause conflict and, and issue. The bottom line is, is that when we read Scripture, it, it's pretty clear to me. Okay, that there is a, a just a unity, a, yeah. a complete unity between God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but there's still a distinction in who they are. Yeah. Uh, because not only do they fulfill different roles, uh, but even our lives, they fulfill uh, uh, different roles. Here, though, we're, we're seeing that they are giving us, both the, God the Father, Jesus the Son, they're giving us grace and peace. That's a good place to start. So grace and peace to all of you, in Jesus' name, and to God the Father. Amen. All right. So well, any questions so far? We good? Yes, ma'am. I mean, just like it says grace to you, grace and peace, it's our Father and the Lord. Come so this is just another... Uh, Thank you, Pastor Will. Not revelation, but like, just example. There's a, there's the a, and. Yes. A, 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 the, the conjunction and lets yeah. us know, okay, that there's, uh, there's more than one going on here, okay? So... But unified, that's the main thing I was want to clarify. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are unified. Okay. Now check this next part out. And if you have your phone, sorry for watching online, I'm going to want us to, to write down a couple things here, okay? Because this becomes one of the longest run-on sentences in all of Scripture. <laughs> I'm going to read it first, and then we'll talk about it. Okay, so from verse 3 through verse 14, in the original Greek, uh, I read this today, there is no period, there is no comma. This is Paul just running on about how awesome God is. So check this out, okay? All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a distinction again. Who, was who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Now, in English, there's a period, but not in the Greek. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who believe in his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. It's still going. God has now revealed to us his mystery with a will, his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. We're almost done, okay? We're not set, so. God's purpose was that we Jews, not us, but, but uh, Paul, who were first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles, that's us, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. And the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Woo! Take a breath. Okay. All right. What a run on sentence. It's powerful. Okay. Now let's go back and break it down a little bit. Okay. Because there's a lot happening here that Paul lays out for us. And this is where I want, especially when present, as God is showing you things, revealing things, I want you to go ahead and talk about it some uh, for our viewers online. So, what I want us to consider is, is this, okay? If you ever come to a point where like, do I really even have a reason to praise God? I just read you 11 verses that was the, again, the most beautiful but, but run-on sentence in terms of why you have reason to praise God. So, if you are taking notes tonight... I want to make sure that we are doing this. We are allowing ourselves an opportunity tonight to write down reasons we have to praise God. Okay, So it starts right here in verse 3. All praise to God, the Father 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here we go. Ready? Who has blessed us? There's just a, there's your number one reason. Why, what do I need to praise God for? Because he's blessed us. Okay, he has blessed us. So if you're taking notes, just write that down. Just want to make sure. I'm giving you a list of things straight from Scripture. What do I have reason to, why should I praise God? Boom, because he's blessed us. Okay, there it is. Number one, right off the bat. Okay, but what has he blessed us with? And here's where the list kind of goes on and on. With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. All right, let's talk about that just for a couple moments here, right? I'm a, I'm a praiser, okay? I'm a, yes, I'm a Pentecostal boy, but I'm a praiser. I'll, I'll, I'll praise God in the yeah. dance. I'll praise God in the leap. I'll praise yeah, God in the jump. I'll praise God in the shout. <laughs> I'm a praiser, okay? And you'll see here in Scripture, right off the get-go, Paul is wanting us to know that we should not be silent about what God right. has done. There's a time for reverence, absolutely, yeah. but there's a time for rejoicing. Yes, and off, right here at the very get-go, he's letting us know, you got to praise God. You need to rejoice for what he's done. What has he done? He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Let's talk about that here, kind of at the table. What does that mean to you when you see this term? He's blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. What, it, what kind of jumps out to you when you think about that? Those spiritual blessings that I have in the heavenly realms. Go and talk to me. Go to this video. She's ready. She's ready. <laughs> Healing. Healing, yes. Because yeah. it's in the heavenly realms. Right. We have it here. Amen. What else we got? I say uh, peace, like peace to your mind and everything, because you can be so anxious, so so uh, depressed about something, but there's there's a heavenly peace that just comes over you. And Come on, nothing God. else matters. So. Come on, yeah. that that peace that was literally declared when Jesus was born. Yeah. The angels are declaring peace on earth, yeah. okay, because they want us to know what what is happening in heaven. We have that. That's part of our spiritual blessings. What else we got? What else we got? Those spiritual blessings in heavenly places that are ours. Talk to me. I think of strength. Come on. Come on. Amen. The simple Amen. fact that uh, that really in of myself, I've got I've got sometimes energy, sometimes I don't. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, but God is perpetual strength. There is nothing about my God that is weak in any way. So He gives me that strength I need. Amen, sister. Preach. What else we got? What other spiritual blessings can we tap into? Because they're ours. I say wisdom. Yeah. Miss mm -hmm. yeah. Vd, right ahead. She knows that. <laughs> <laughs> this idea of wisdom is actually one of the gifts of the Spirit as well. A gift yeah. of wisdom that. Um, that I see sometimes, that, uh, Nadia's here at the table, Nadia's 20, okay? Um, I see this gift of wisdom sometimes on, on some of these young people, just like, look at that, you could have been dumb, and you weren't, <laughs> okay? Or, or, or even just, like, sometimes the advice I've heard Nadia offer, okay? It's a yeah. gift of yeah. wisdom. She's like, mm -hmm. how did she know to say that? Okay? Because, yes, it's one of those spiritual blessings we have in heavenly realms that is ours. What else we got? This is good. What else we have? Anything online? Anyone? Um, someone said uh, he gives us uh, strength and endurance. Strength and endurance. There we go. You took what Nikki said. It just kind of took a little further. The oh, endurance. Yeah. The simple fact that those who endure to the end will be saved. That's part of one of those spiritual gifts we've been given. Amen. What else we got? Anyone um, else? Diana said strength. Amen. Amen. Yeah. See, you're listening to Nikki. You're exactly yeah. right. We need that. We need that supernatural strength. In fact, here's the best thing about God's strength. It's when I'm the weakest. That his strength is the strongest. Yeah. This is First Corinthians chapter twelve. Excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter twelve. That lays out for us. It's it's in those moments when I I've got nothing left. God says, "Now I can perfect my weakness because now you're not relying on your own ability, your own strength. You're relying on me." Yeah. Amen. Anything um, else? Any other spiritual blessings? To, well, to me, the word "every" stands out. So I think it just Ooh. like defines it that. He doesn't withhold anything good from us. Yeah. Come on, preacher. Come on. Every spiritual blessing. So anything that's good, it's ours. Amen. It's already available to us. Yes, sir. You ready? I would, I would say uh, forgiveness, being able yes. to forgive somebody. Yes. You're not always, you can, or it's not going to happen always right away. And it takes time. It takes day, years, months. You know, it just depends. Sometimes you have that. Eric is hitting on something that is so profound because I've always said this about forgiveness. We always hear that we need to forgive, we have to forgive as Christians, but without God's help, how can I do it? Come on. I really believe that forgiveness is supernatural. I really do. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. in the natural, I don't want to. Yeah. Right. I, I'd much rather, let me go Old Testament on you, eye for an eye, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tooth for a tooth. Yeah. But in the new covenant, it's this covenant of forgiveness that is given to us that we don't deserve from God. And then now we have to turn around and I can't do it myself, so I'm going to take what I've received from God, and I'm going to use that to forgive those who have wronged me. Yeah. And, and that really, in and of itself, is one of those, you're exactly right, sir, one of those spiritual blessings that we yeah. have. Well said. Amen. What else we got? Yes, ma'am. Come on, Nadia. Give the wisdom here. Let's go. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, rest. Rest? Yeah, that's good. Elaborate on that for just a moment, because you're exactly right. Go ahead. 
Um, well, I was just gonna say, I feel like, especially like recently for me, like I've really realized that like um, rest is like, that's a gift from God. Like sleep, like that's a gift from God. Mm. Like, and just being able to like rest in his presence. Wow. I think it's easy for like Christians especially to like go so hard sometimes. And sometimes just like resting in his presence is like, that's a gift. Praise, mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. Wow, the idea that that we have this God who loves us so much yeah. that while we're still in the human flesh, he wants us to sleep. Yeah. I'm still learning that lesson. Right? <laughs> I don't sleep much, but yes, but the idea is, but I do find rest. So when I do actually sleep, I feel like I get rest yeah. because yeah. I can feel his love. And that's what the scriptures actually teach us. He gives his beloved rest. That's good. And not necessarily sleep, but rest, okay? Mm-hmm. And so thank God for that. I can rest in his presence without anxiety, without worry, without stress. Mm-hmm. Yes, those things are always going to be there, but I can rest knowing God's got this. Amen. That's why I always say that at the end of my uh, little one-minute videos that Karina makes me make, God's got you. Yeah. Give me what you got. Um, online, um, Josiah said he blesses him with health and healing. Come on, Josiah. That's exactly yeah. right, my guy. And that's yours, big guy. That is yeah. yours. Health and healing is yours. Amen. Susan says joy. Yeah. Amen. I love that. You'll be hearing me talk about joy over the next couple of weeks. I'm not actually preaching this coming Sunday, but uh, but uh, but in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be talking more about joy because that really is one of those spiritual blessings that we have. It isn't mm-hmm. what happens around me. That's happiness. Happiness yeah. is what happens. Joy is you can't yep. change it. It's on the yeah. inside. Amen. You can't take that away from me. So, yeah. Amen. I say to elaborate on joy, on passion. Come on, so sir. You're passionate yeah. about what you want. And all that, you know, so, so, and you know about passion. Eric knows about passion. I've seen a guy passion. He's coaching my son uh, on, 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 the, on the soccer field. Okay, you you could hear him over. I mean, he's on the other side of the field. You could hear him over everything. There's a passion there. There's a passion there. Um, but yes, but God gives us passion for what He's created us to do. Passion for purpose is how we see it in Scripture. Okay, Amen. Thank you. So, yes, ma'am. Um, discernment and direction. Ooh, here we go. Courtney, please elaborate on this idea of discernment. Give us, because that really is a spiritual <coughs> gift. Okay, yeah. elaborate on, please. Um, just the ability to know like what in your situation is right and wrong, and uh-huh. like which direction to turn. I mean that. I feel like I'm learning that and learning how to trust in like the Holy Spirit and every decision that I make in my life. Wow. Um, you know, as soon as I wake up in the morning. The more that I pray and the more that I'm like, Lord, lead me today because mm-hmm. I really need it, the more mm-hmm. that I find that he absolutely does. Absolutely. Amen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like opening mm-hmm. your eyes to the spiritual realm. And it, and that becomes a spiritual blessing because Courtney's exactly right. We do know that one of the gifts of the Spirit that Paul speaks of in 1 Corinthians 12 is the gift of discernment. We know that. But we also recognize, as, as Courtney's saying, I don't just need it for what I'm dealing with demons. I just need it sometimes in day-to-day decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Help me discern, Lord, yep. uh, what I should be doing. Should I eat this extra, you know, uh, homo or not? <laughs> Give me a little discernment. Or should I grab an apple? I don't <laughs> Give me a little discernment. Uh, but I, I, yes, amen. It becomes, it's a spiritual gift, a spiritual blessing to be able to discern mm-hmm. the will of God, especially when those things seem vague. Yeah. Uh, when there's no scripture I can necessarily point to, what should I do here, Lord? How should I respond to this? Okay. Yeah. Discernment becomes very much part of our spiritual blessings. Do we have anything else? One more. Um, yes. I, Melanie says he gives us purpose. Ooh, amen. And, and Miss Melanie, to what you're saying, this idea of purpose really is, forgive me for using this term, but it's littered in, in, this, in this, uh, this chapter here that we're reading from. The very fact that we are alive that we found Jesus Christ means that we're, our lives are so full of pers- purpose, chosen by God for a purpose. Amen. That's part of our spiritual blessing. So, yes, sir. I would also say love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, God, God gave his only son because he loved us. Look at this. Tell so. <laughs> it right into the next chapter. <laughs> yes. So we all, in our, in our modern day and age, and I feel like I always need to talk about this, here in America at least, you hear this term a lot, love is love. That's not biblical. Okay, that, that's that's how we try to define um, how we feel towards other people. Okay, and it's really used sometimes, many times, as many times as using context that isn't even biblical. Okay, where we see two people in a relationship that would actually go against scripture and say, "Well, love is love. We just need to leave that alone." No, scripture actually tells us that God is yeah, love. love. That's how it defines who God is in First Corinthians, First John chapter four. God is. Love, yeah. except First Corinthians, because we quote a lot of Corinthians tonight. But, but First John tells us who God is, and so in and of itself, you're exactly right. The fact that we have His love is supernatural, because yeah. I don't deserve it. Okay? You don't deserve it, and yet we have it. 
And this is really one of the biggest spiritual blessings because of that love again. I can now love those who are unlovable. Yes. I can forgive those yes. who are unforgivable because we have his great love. So that's good, sir. We can keep going. I mean, you all keep listening, but I want you to keep yeah. listening to different things here in terms of, and here it is. I want you to catch this. These spiritual blessings are ours. Why? Because we are united with Christ. This is, I got to real quick just define this for everybody. This is why church people don't get these spiritual blessings. They just go to church. Those who are united with Christ, you can be at home and you'll have these spiritual blessings that are yours because you are united with Christ, not just because you attend a church or because you have a title or, or because uh, you, know, you grew up in this denomination. These spiritual blessings are available to you, but you only have access to them when you are united to Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Do I need to elaborate on that at all? Okay. There's a difference between professing Christianity and actually practicing yeah. Christianity. Right. Being united with Christ gives us access to these spiritual blessings. Okay, keep going. Verse 4. Even before he made the world. So here it is. Here's an idea of purpose. Uh, this idea of being chosen. Even before God created the world, before the, uh, the seven days of creation, six days of creation, the seventh day he rested, which Nadia was talking about a moment ago. God loved us. There it is, Dill. And chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So I'm not sure if this is the, the verse right here in different translations that uses the term predestined. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yes. Okay, predestined in different translations. Okay, here's where the church gets hung up. There are different denominations that believe, based on this verse right here, that some of us are predestined for heaven, and some of us are predestined for hell. Okay, mm. That's not what I see, at least when I read this, Okay. What I see is before God created everything, he loved us. Mm-hmm. He chose our predestined us to do what? In Christ. Oh, here's a cool thing real quick too. Of all the times that Paul uses the term in Christ in all of his letters, it's used the most in the book of Ephesians. We're going to see this term a lot in the book of Ephesians. In Christ. He chose in Christ to do what? To be holy. Woo! I love this word. And without fault. In his eyes. All right, y'all, let's talk about this for just a moment. Okay, let's talk about this for just a moment. Okay, here's another reason to praise God. Okay, the, the fact that before he wrote, made the world, he chose me, he loved me, but to be holy. Yeah, go ahead, Nadia, let's talk about it. I was going to say, when you first read it, I wrote down, because God chose me in advance, I'll praise him in advance. Mm, that's good. Hey, because he chose me in advance, I'll praise him in advance. She's over there preaching, my Lord, okay? Amen. What else we got? What, when you read this first, what kind of jumps out at you in terms of of what we see here about being chosen in Christ, being loved by God before the world was even made. Anything at all? I think what what was originally intended in the garden mm. um, to be blameless, to be holy, to be, I mean, just in the image of God. Wow. So what was originally designed for us to be in the garden, Christ came so that what was lost yes. uh-huh. could be restored again. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. That, that is such deep, profound truth what Ms. Vidius is telling us. The original design was to be with God, but was also to be holy, separated mm-hmm. from God, without sin. Yeah. This is why God tells him, don't touch the tree of the gar- in the garden of the knowledge of good and evil. Just stay away from it. You got everything else you need here. Just stay away from it. And they couldn't. <laughs> Obviously, this is why we're here now. Uh, because, because of a choice, which again lets us know that even before they messed up, God made a choice yeah. to still love us yeah. and to still yes, choose sir. us to come in into Christ to be holy, to be forgiven. Well, when you read that term, what does that kind of speak to some of you? When you read that term, to be holy, to be without fault, what kind of, what kind of jumps out at you when you see those terms? Please, let me know. I think like, well, yeah. I think like you learn from your mistakes. Amen. Okay, like, good. Like you're going to go a whole life and you're not going to make a mistake. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to be up and down. It could be a big mistake. It could be a little mistake. But then you have the opportunity to learn from it good. and then move on. Ooh, to learn from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. This is all about of growing in our walk, maturing in our walk with Christ. Is, is I'm finally learning. Okay, the, the, the young couple that got married probably way too young and, and they, they had to learn. Things along the way, okay? Get corrected along the way. Uh, not, not all of us were Karina or Ms. Vitti married young and knew everything right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> we all learned that. Okay? No, I'm kidding. And they're still learning, right? We still have to learn uh, along the way, but that's, that's profound. That's good. Absolutely. That's what, that's what, that, I really believe this is what it means it, to, to be holy, that we are learning from our mistakes and growing from our mistakes. What else? You said some courtiers. Yeah, um, I think the wording for me really stands out without fault in his eyes. 
Wow. So it doesn't mean that we are perfect, absolutely, because we are definitely not. And I think, to me, it takes the pressure off. It's good. Because mm -hmm. I feel like for a while, that's what I was trying to be. I was trying to be perfect. perfect. And when wow. I messed up or I got angry, then I would go into this place that was, like, dark and depressive. And, like, yeah. this verse right here is just, like, I'm without fault in his eyes. Yeah, it's beautiful. He Come looks on. at me and sees the blood of Jesus before he sees anything that I've ever done. And he knows everything I've ever done. But he's seen God's or Jesus' blood on me. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. And he knows that I'm forgiven. And Amen. he's forgiven me. And I, that's just fantastic. Amen. <laughs> I rejoice because Courtney's so spot on. Oh. Yes, ma'am, please. I just want to piggyback off of what you said. Like, I used to try to, like, overcompensate for, like, how I used to act. And, like, my sister told me, she's like, there's nothing you can do to earn more of, like, God's love. Like, yeah. God still loves you the same that he still loves you the same now. Amen. 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 I hope you heard what, I heard what Nadia was saying because yeah. my stomach is rumbling. Yeah. I'm right by the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but Nadia is so spot. How many of us even now are, are overcompensating? Mm -hmm. Because we look at our past or sometimes our current mistakes and we're just like, now i got to do something to earn grace again. Yeah. i gotta, I got to do more to earn the love of God again. What could you have ever done to earn his love? Right. Nothing. Right. What can you currently do to keep his love? Nothing. He loves you by choice. Yep. And that, that is the choice God made before the foundation of the earth, before anything was formed, to love you and choose you. So let that, let that actually help set you free. You don't have to perform for God. Yeah. Okay? Just be a child. Just be his child. Amen. Yes, ma'am. And then Miss Melanie, she said that. She said to be childlike. Yes. Um, uh, Sister Nancy said, set apart. Amen. Holy. And, and then Diana is saying, forgive yourself when you make a mistake. Jesus forgives yes. us always. Just ask. Wow. If, if that generation, uh, our generation could catch a hold of that. If God forgives you, oh. you've got to forgive yourself as well. One more. Uh, Tommy said, restoration. Come on, Tommy. Amen. This, this idea of even what sin has stolen from us, what Satan has stolen from us, what our selfishness has stolen from us, it can be restored because this is who our, our God is. So holy, this idea of, I, I, again, I, I, there's not a day that goes by that I know some sinful thought doesn't enter my mind, some sinful action maybe you know, tries to present itself to me, a temptation. Yeah. Yeah. We're all human. Yeah. This is just how it goes. But yet, in Christ, we can still be holy in the eyes of God. Yeah. You caught that? That's the, that really is the revelation of this verse right here. Okay? I'm without fault in his eyes, and I'm so thankful. Anything else about this verse? Because this is something you need to praise God for right here. Okay? Mm -hmm. That he's, he's made me holy in Christ. I'm without fault in his eyes. All right, let's keep going then. Okay, God decided in advance, okay, here we go, and I'm glad Eric is here because going to help me speak to this for a moment, to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself. How? Not through any other religion, not through any other way, not through my good works, not through going to church, not through giving, not through paying alms. No, I, I come to God. I'm a part of his family through the work of Jesus Christ. This right here is why Christianity is not just the best of all religions. Yeah. This is why it's the only way to God. He did it all for me. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I rejoice. Amen. So even if you, if you say that Jesus is one of many ways, well, then take the best way. Take the easiest way. Yeah. Jesus made the way. Okay? That's what it comes down to in terms of this verse. Let's talk about this just for a moment. So um, I'm going to have Eric speak to this just uh, for a few moments again. <laughs> when I see this term here, sir, um, he decided in advance to a adopt us. I'm, I'm kind of leaning into Eric here because... Uh, well, tell us why, sir. Okay, so I was adopted. I was six months old, and only thing I know is my mom was 14, and she was raped. Mm -hmm. And that's all I know. But I look at the adopted parents that I have, and they're not my adopted parents. They're my parents. Yes. They're my mom, and they're my dad. And wow. the life that they gave me, the choices of adopting a child, you know, when they were in their mid-40s. They couldn't have their own children or anything like that, and they were older. You know, being 45, I think my mom was 42, my dad was 47. Being at that age is real, like nowadays it's crazy. Nowadays, some forty-year-olds are grandparents. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. being able to have children and then have another child, you know, and not my brother as well, and being part of a family like that, and being part of Catholic church, and going to church, being part of sports, being part of this and that, and having a life that maybe I wouldn't have or had a life at all. Yeah, mm -hmm. being able to willing to adopt me, you know, reading that, you know, the the adoption by by Christ, you know, it's it's huge because you're like thinking about if you're not adopted, 
if Christ is not there for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, he's always there yes, for you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. When your parents adopted you, um, they told you pretty when you were pretty young. Yes, I knew my whole life, you know, and we were talking about it, you know, some sometimes you hear crazy stories that you're not told until you're 18 or you find out on the internet mm-hmm. and you're not told by your parents. And my, my parents were always, always very open about it. And, you know, and I, I thank them and bless them for it, for always being open and willing to, to say that, yes, you, you guys are adopted, but we're a family. Yes. And did you always feel that way? Like, oh, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm a son. Yes. These are yes. my parents. Yes. They love me. They right. value yes. me. Yes. Okay. They didn't have their own biological children? No. Okay. They couldn't. They couldn't have okay. their own children. But yet, that's who you were. Yeah. Okay. You didn't yes. come from them, but you were theirs. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Right. I, 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 I love what, what Erica is showing us because we need to see this uh, as Gentiles. Okay. I'll use the, the biblical term, Gentiles, meaning that we weren't born into Judaism. Yeah. This was not the religion that we followed. Okay. Salvation was first for the Jews. That's who Jesus came for. He came first for the Jews. But then also, on the other side of the cross, salvation becomes available to everybody, yeah. the yep. Gentiles as well. So the Jews were the children. Okay? Remember the story where uh, that woman comes to Jesus and she's not a Jew and she says, my daughter's got a demon. And Jesus tells her, it's not right for me to take what belongs to the children, to the Jews, and give it to the dogs. And she's like, cool, I'll take that because yeah. even the dogs eat the crumbs that yeah. fall from the yeah. master's table. And yeah. Jesus is like, okay, i got to give this woman what she's asking for. Because she, yeah, because she's, because she's put her faith yeah. in me and who I am. Yeah. And, and But recognize, even that woman recognized this is first, this belongs to the Jewish people. So what happens to us then? If I'm not born into this, but I'm chosen. Yeah. Eric, this is the beauty of, of adoption. Yeah. Okay. Right. My four children didn't have a choice. They were born <laughs> into yeah. this. Okay. They were. This is just, here it is. But, but if we ever were to do what Eric's parents did and choose mm-hmm. to adopt that means we made the willful decision to say, we want you to be a part yeah. of our family. We want to love you and treat you like you're one of our own. Yeah. That is right here, the revelation of what God did for us through Jesus. Okay, Jesus is the big brother in Judaism who brings all the Jews mm-hmm. into the family of God. He does the same for us. Because of Jesus, I get to be adopted and get to be a part of the family just like I was born into it like the Jews. Yes, ma'am. I was just going to say, it reminds me of like what we've taught our kids, and you hear this in school all the time, when they say, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Come on. And it reminds me of that. It's so beautiful because when it's adoption, you think about the process, it's so beautiful because it's like they are making that choice. Yes. Just like our father made that choice. Like Amen. he chose ahead of time. And so I think that that's, that's just beautiful because it's like you just... It's not automatic. It says here he pre the in my Bible says he predestined us to adoption. It's like he had that. He made that choice. Amen. So and then look at this is what Pastor was telling us. Is, it, it ends like this. This is what he wanted to do, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it gave him good pleasure, great pleasure. So this is this is yeah. really God's design all along, knowing that we would be outside of that initial covenant yeah. of Judaism, but the new covenant, the New Testament, would bring us into the family. Because of Jesus. This this brings God great pleasure. Any other thoughts at the table about this verse? It's exciting that it's already 740. I've already... <laughs> I'm only on verse... I'm only on verse... Good thing we got all summer. <laughs> and this really is the richness of, of the book of Ephesians. This is why I, I, I believe part of the reason it wasn't addressed to any one church was so that the, the universal church of Jesus Christ could begin to grasp what God says about us, what he has for us. So, any other thoughts about verse 5 before we continue on? Okay. So, again, more reason to praise. We're adopted, right? This, this brings God pleasure. More reason to praise. What, else, what other reason do we have a reason to praise for? We praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son, Jesus. So, here's more reason to praise, okay? His glorious grace. Uh, when, you, when you see that, that word right there, this grace has been poured out on us. What's kind of the imagery you get when, when, when you... When you, when you see that. Oil. Okay, yes, oil. Yes, the idea of oil being poured out in the Old Testament. All these things were anointed to be separated unto God. Amen. What else? That's good. You know what I think of? I think of when I see Dylan with Avery. <laughs> Dylan's daughter, Avery. When I see him pour out his love, his grace on her, okay, it just his his uh, affection poured. It's like poured out on her to the point where she's just like, you know. <laughs> 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 but, but isn't it isn't it what God has done for us? Okay, this glorious grace being poured out, not sprinkled, hmm. not not earned. 
poured out yeah. freely yeah. on us. This is what I see here uh, that God has done for us in Christ Jesus because we belong mm -hmm. to his dear son Jesus. Any other thoughts about that verse before I continue on? Anything online that I'm missing? Yeah. Um, no. Okay. Mrs. Renee just said, um, Eric, you were birthed from their heart. That's what we tell Allie. Amen. Amen. Because yeah. uh, Sister Nancy, her daughter Allie, is adopted. But yes, but birthed from her heart. You, you, you belong here before you belong here. Amen. Amen. I love that. And Neil, Neil says, I love you all so much. Bro. Hey, hey, Neil, we love you too. All the way yeah. is, he in, is he in Kansas or Missouri? Kansas. <laughs> He's in Missouri. Wherever you are down south, we love it. <laughs> Amen. All right, keep going on there. Keep going on. Okay, so God, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Okay, here we go. Here's a communion verse. Here's really the heart behind communion. It isn't just eating a nasty wafer and drinking some stale grape juice, okay? Or wine, depending on what you know, denomination you love in, all right? Yeah. Here is communion. He is so rich in kindness and grace. Wow. When I think of rich, I think for most Americans, when we think in terms of rich, we either think in terms of money yeah. or chocolate. It's just things it's just rich. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like our, our sugar. It's just so rich to taste. But here's what God is rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom. Wow. Meaning I was in bondage. That's what sin does. It binds us up. It isn't just, it's a small sin. It's a small struggle. All sin binds us, it handcuffs us, spiritually imprisons us. This is what sin did in the garden, Ms. Vitti was referring to early on, yeah. is what it does to us even to this day. We become slaves to it if we keep living in it, so it imprisons us. But we have been, literally what he did is he purchased our freedom. That's the idea of redemption. You've heard the, the Christian term or biblical term, redemption. Redemption is about buying something back. And what did he buy from me? My freedom. Mm -hmm. And how did that happen? This is why this is why we don't want to continue to live in sin. Because look at the cost for my freedom. The blood of his son Jesus. Yeah. Here's where again communion takes on this deeper revelation, this deeper understanding. Wow, look at what happened. Every time I drink this symbol of the blood, I, I what I'm doing is I'm reminding myself I was bound. Mm -hmm. And this was the cost for my freedom. Yep, right. The blood of Jesus, when he was hanging on that tree, being torn apart. So again, more reason to praise God. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, more reason to write down those reasons to praise that I have been set free because of his precious blood. And now my sins are forgiven. Now I'm not just free, I'm forgiven. Yeah. Amen to that. So let's talk about it. Any, anything else jump out at you about this text that we want to elaborate? Yes, ma'am, please. Um, like when it says he's so rich in kindness and grace, like... It just reminds me that, like, God doesn't lack anything. And that, like, he's not, like, poor in kindness. It's like he's not lacking anything, but it's like he's rich in it. Like, there's, like, an overabundance of it. Come on. He is not poor in kindness. He's not poor in grace. An overabundance. Thank you, Nadia. Amen to that. Anyone else? Anyone else? Any I thoughts? can always picture my our grandma, uh, rich in kindness, and like, it didn't matter who you are, or where you were come from, or yeah. that. It's like she would go up to you and talk to you and befriend you and everything. I just that's how Jesus was. That's Amen. how he got his apostles with them and everything. He he went out there, talked to them, and called them and everything. So. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. This this idea that we've learned from our grandmother. Is no matter who comes around us, no matter where you come from, what yep. you look like, right. what you smell like, <laughs> whatever is going to go out of our way to, to, to show you what we've yeah. received. Absolutely. And my grandma was absolutely, she was rich in kindness to everyone. In fact, I saw in grandma something I, I was raised in a, in a predominantly white church. Um, mm. But I always saw my grandparents go out of their way to, to talk to, minister, love on anyone it just didn't matter to yeah. them like, and i'm not talking about a church i'm talking about when we were in hardy's y'all remember hardy's back then. Yeah. i'm talking about when we were at the grocery store i'm talking about just just strangers yeah. my grandparents just, they knew no color they knew kindness yeah. they knew christ yep. and that's what they that's what they that's what they would show to people i learned from that i took i, I mean oh this is what it means to ultimately reflect christ as Dylan was saying Amen. everywhere that i go so any other thoughts about this verse before we continue on okay now here we go here we go again I think Nadia was, was kind of um, setting the tone for this, this richness, okay? He has showered his kind of showered 
Okay, I, there's, there's the difference between just you getting a little dabble. Uh, those of you who are um, raised Catholic, you know, you, you might have been sprinkled at different times, right? With, with, with some water here and there, okay? That ain't what God does for us. He showers us. Like he turns on the, opens up the, the here's the hose. Let me just, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the lid off the, the fire hydrant, and I'm showering you okay, with this kindness, along with, and Ms. B was talking about this earlier, from the spiritual blessings we have, all wisdom and understanding. All right, let's talk about this for just a moment. God has showered us with his kindness, but it doesn't just stop it. Oh, thank you, God, for being so kind to me. Now I want to give you something that you can that you can use. I needed kindness, but what does that do for me other than thanks for being kind to me, Lord? Let me give you something that is going to empower you and, and, mm-hmm. and help you in your daily life. What is this? Wisdom. Understanding. What does that mean when you read this verse? Let me just kind of talk. What do you, what do you see when, you, when, when we read this verse? What jumps out at you? I mean, like the, sorry. No, I do. Go ahead. I feel like the whole Bible, like when we first started, we talked about how the Bible is a living word and yes. how like revelation comes out at us and like he puts stuff in our heads that like, you know, our revelation is, yes. you know, how it goes. And it's just like, because of the Holy Spirit, like we're allowed almost a window into what yeah. he sees. Amen. 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 If you hear Eric crunching good, this food's good. <laughs> 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 don't act like you don't want to. I'm showering <laughs> why we're studying the Word of God together, because we want you to have an understanding of what God has done for you and what He's still doing in you through your life. So, amen. Yeah. Any other thoughts before we move on? I want to say that with wisdom, I break down the word to like wise. Okay, yes, To become sir. wise, you got to be smart. Okay. To be smart, you got to learn. Okay, yes, sir. So then by learning, you know, Shai and I have talked about this before, before coming to Impact almost a year ago now, you know, going up Catholic, I didn't know that there's this many books in the Bible. You know, because you only know Matthew, yeah. Luke, John, Mark, you know, maybe a couple other ones. And then like learning more about the Bible from you and from you and from everyone here. Um, you know, it's you're learning more about Christ and God and you know, the goods and the bads and what he went through and you know, and side stories and everything else from everyone else as well. So you're always Amen. learning, you're always becoming wise and having wisdom. Amen. Amen. This is, I mean, this is the beauty of this. It's available to you. Um, you just didn't know it, okay? And I'm not trying to knock denominations, but the bottom line is, is that when you limit the revelation to just a handful of books, and you miss off the fact that there's 66 of them, okay? uh, and, and that they're two separate covenants. One has been fulfilled. The old one has been yeah. fulfilled. Yeah. We're still living in the new one, yeah. okay? You don't know these things, okay? You don't realize what's available to you. This wisdom, this understanding is available to you. So even though even the people who are new to faith, a lot of times, if they're passionate, if they're hungry for the word, all of a sudden they begin to get this mm-hmm. level of understanding yeah. and wisdom. You're just like, how did you know that? Oh, mm-hmm. because it was already available to yeah. you, okay? Because it was showered upon every single one of us. So even the, the, the least educated among us versus the most educated, Am I praising God for what I have? It's accessible to me? If I am, then I'm going to be able to tap into that wisdom and understanding, just like those who've been in seminary, Bible school, been preaching for 30 years, like me. Okay? Yep, absolutely. These same things are available to you as well. Any other thoughts before we move on? This is good. Thanks. All right, verse 9. And I got nine minutes left, so let's see what we do here. <laughs> God has now revealed to us his mysterious, uh, his will. Mysterious will. I hear people say a lot, um, at least I used to hear people say a lot, 
you know, uh, God works in mysterious ways. Okay, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know him, absolutely. Okay? It, it does seem mysterious to you. Okay? But here, listen to me, his mysterious will has already been revealed. Yeah. Because to say that God works in mysterious ways makes, makes God almost seem like he's like deceptive. Yeah. And or he's keeping from he us. He keeps things yeah. from us. Okay, and that's at least not, I understand why we say it, but you'll never find that verse in the Bible. Okay? <laughs> you won't. What you will find is the mysterious will has been revealed to us regarding Jesus. Okay? And what, what is that? Which is to fulfill his own good plan. Okay, so what is his plan? Verse 10. This is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. Everything in heaven and on earth. Okay? So at the right time. That means that time hasn't happened yet. But at the right time, everything in the heavens, that both the, the realm where God dwells and the heavens, when we talk about like the spirit realm, and here on earth, every government, every form of currency, every human being, every religion, they're literally all, all going to come under the authority of Jesus Christ. Everything that exists, both in the invisible realm and the visible realm. This right here is that... that the mystery being revealed to us at the right time. So 2,000 years ago, they caught the revelation of something that hasn't even happened yet. I hope that makes sense mm. what I'm saying. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But Paul was showing us, it's been revealed to us 2,000 years ago. Everything is going to come under the authority of Jesus. In a few weeks, or well, next week, we kind of talk, I might jump ahead and skip chapter 2 and go to chapter 6 of Ephesians. Because... In this day and age, we are dealing with so much demonic, okay. demonic possession, demonic manifestation. Yep. Hey, I mean, we're seeing things constantly happening. Even Christians, mm-hmm. believers in Christ, we're seeing uh, areas of their life that were, that were oppressed by the enemy. Things from their childhood that are coming up now in their 30s, God is delivering them from. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is part of our spiritual heritage, our spiritual blessing to literally have everything come under the authority of Jesus Christ, both here on earth and the heavenly realm. So we'll talk about that more uh, in two weeks' time. But any any quick thoughts about this plan that has been revealed uh, about Jesus? Anything at all? Anything jump out of you? Anything we need to, to talk about? Yeah, we're good. Okay. I keep waiting for Miss Vita to just give me some divine revelation. <laughs> it just sparked another thought because there is a lot of people that have, like, a lot of questions. You know, like... Mm. There's times where you know that when we were talking about having heavenly gifts or yes. given to us, and we touched the first one being healing, that it's not the first one, but that's the one we said yeah. first. And and there's believers that are you know like praying for somebody and somebody doesn't get healed, or you know God gives somebody a promise and they never see it fulfilled, and so. So then you think like, okay, what in the world is God's will then? You know, people get disappointed. And I feel like this this scripture just sparked the thought that there are times we just don't understand mm-hmm. certain things that happen. Sure. But it will be revealed in the in that time why. Amen. You know, in our in our really what we do as believers is hold on to not only the promises that we have now yes. by faith we hold them now in whether we see them manifested now or in the time to come when all things will be revealed and all things will be restored wow. and all things will be fulfilled yep. and all things will be what we hope yes. in hope we wait in hope that they would be now Ooh. This yeah. media just taught us a, a theological <laughs> class <laughs> because that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. How much of what I'm praying for right now am I not seeing? Do I not have? But yet I'm holding on to the promise okay. in faith. I'm holding on, and that at the right time it will be revealed. Yes, ma'am. And we have those examples in the Bible as well of people mm-hmm. who died, passed away, hanging on to those promises of God. So, I mean, the writer of Hebrews says that. Okay, how many of them passed away without seeing the fulfillment mm-hmm. of that promise? Yeah. But they still held on to it. He yeah. still believed it. And at the right time, it was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that promise they were holding on to was the Messiah. But at the right time, it was fulfilled. Just like at the right time, that same Messiah, Jesus, ultimately put everything under his feet. Because yeah. he has all authority now. At the right time, we're going to see it all come under yep. his authority. Okay, He will be the King of kings and the Lord of lords forever. There will be yep. no other religion. <laughs> there, will be, there will be no other kingdom. There will be no other God. Okay, Everything will come under 
is authority. Amen. This is awesome. Amen. i got to keep going because I'm running out of time. <laughs> any other thoughts? Am I missing anything at all? Okay. Furthermore, verse 11, furthermore, because we are united with Christ. There it is again, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're united with Christ. Check this out. We have received an inheritance mm -hmm. from God. Eric, if you were, uh, let's say you, your adopted parents had biological children, okay? Correct. But because you were adopted, you would be able to receive that same inheritance because you're part of the family. Look at, because we are united with Christ, we get exactly what Christ gets. We get to receive the same inheritance that God has given to his only son. He only had one. His only begotten son is Jesus, his one and only. And we get to share in that same inheritance. That blows my mind, okay? And when I think about it, it's like, wait, the inheritance is supposed to go to the, the firstborn, the eldest, according to Jewish law. But the eldest fulfilled Jewish law mm -hmm. and now made it available for all of us under the new covenant to share in his inheritance. We yeah. all get what he gets. Yeah. Woo! That's, That's some good news right there, okay? Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about that before we continue on? Any, any other thoughts? Okay. I've never thought about Jesus being the oldest the over all of... I've never thought of it that way. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's the older brother. Yeah. It's kind of how he refers wow. to my, my, my older brother. And so everything should go to him yeah. according to the old covenant. But he comes to establish a new one. Yeah. And that new one says, I want to share what I get with you. Everything, everything that's mine is yeah. yours. <laughs> there it is. We've received that inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance. There it is again. Yeah. And he makes everything work out according to his plan. So even if I get off, even if I mess up, mm. even if I stumble, even if I, I find fault in my own eyes, but not in the Father's eyes, he still works everything out according to his plan. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, amen, that is good. I have family members that I, I were called of God, anointed by God, could, could minister, could preach, and they fell away from God for everything. But I still see God working them back into his plan. And, and this is just... This is the grace that has been showered, the kindness has been showered out, even for them who have turned away from God. So, yeah. hallelujah. Amen. I rejoice this. Anything else about this before we continue on? Just because, again, I'm, I'm like literally at my, like, 60 seconds left. <laughs> <website. laughs> yeah. So, he chose us in advance. If you don't catch anything else I'm saying tonight, just know that you've been adopted. You've Come been on. chosen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's what yeah. that is. Verse 12, I'll get to at least these next three verses, and that's, this is kind of the conclusion of that run-on sentence of praise, and I hope you're still right now reason to praise God for. Okay, number 12, uh, verse 12, God purpose, uh, God's purpose was that we, Jews, again, Paul speaking himself, who were the first to trust in Christ, okay, because again, salvation was first for the Jewish people, mm -hmm. all of Jesus' followers were, were Jewish, mm -hmm. so that, uh, that plan was first for them to trust in Christ, and that would bring praise and glory to God. Okay, awesome. Okay, God gets the praise and glory that they put their trust in Jesus. Good. Verse 13. Now you Gentiles, all of us, have also heard the truth. Woo! That's where it begins. I heard truth. I didn't hear religion. I didn't hear of another way. I, I, I didn't hear of, 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 oh, that's nice. I heard truth. Okay? I heard truth. The good news of the gospel that God saves you. And how? When we... Believe in Christ. Okay, there it is. I didn't put my faith in religion. I didn't put my faith in man. I didn't put my faith in saints or angels or the virgin or, or some religious figure that lived in some decade in history. I put my belief in Christ. And in doing so, he identified me as his own by giving me. Now, here's, here's, the, identi here's the identifying marker for those of us who belong to God. He gave me the Holy Spirit, yeah. whom He promised long ago. The Holy Spirit, and this is where I could just rattle on for the next three hours about the whole, the, what we have, the gift, the promise of the Holy Spirit. But I don't have three hours. I'm supposed to be done right now. Okay. <laughs> so, any thoughts about this in terms of of those who believe in God? We've identified as His own because we have the Holy Spirit now. He's that marker. He's that identifying. Marker. I love with Catholics when they on Ash Wednesday. You got that identifying marker that you're a Catholic on your forehead. My identifying marker that I belong to God, that I've been chosen, that I've been adopted, is the fact Come that on. I have His Holy Spirit yeah. on Amen. the inside Amen. of me. Yes. And He kept His promise long ago. He said, "My Spirit will dwell in you." Yeah. Okay. Woo! He kept that promise when He sent the Holy Spirit. Any other thoughts about that? I'm getting all riled up. It's time to close. <laughs> all right. Last verse then. So more reason to praise. I hope you're writing those things down. More reason to praise God. Last verse here that we'll, at least we'll get to today. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is God's guarantee that he will, man, that's such a powerful word. Mm -hmm. His guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. Yeah. So this isn't just 
obscure. This isn't just hyperbole or this isn't theoretical. This is factual. This is a guarantee. Yep. Okay. Sometimes y'all remember those infomercials from back in the day? Okay. Money back guaranteed. guaranteed. And the only reason I was, gonna, I was gonna buy it is if I because I knew it was probably gonna be garbage anyway, right? <laughs> is if I got that guarantee. If I get the guarantee, then okay, I realize after I get this and I don't like it, at least I get my money back. Okay. God guaranteed us that we will receive this inheritance by giving us his Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay, so I don't have to worry about my salvation. I don't have to fear. Now, if I fall away from God, sure, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't have to fear about what's been promised to me. Because the guarantee is I have the Spirit of God living on the inside of me. And here we go. This inheritance, he promised that he has purchased us to be his own people. Okay? And why did he do all this? He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Well, hallelujah. Wow. Okay, thank you, Father, for all this run-on sentence, mouthful in Greek. Now, Paul, let us know all these reasons to praise you. Ultimately, you did all of this for us so that we would turn around and give you the praise, give you the honor, give you the glory. Okay? Any thoughts about this before we actually take a moment to give God praise and glory? Any, any questions? Anything that I need to see online in terms of... Um, any other deep revelation here that God has given somebody that I'm missing out on today? I want to make sure that we, uh, we graciously give to God's people tonight. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. Lots of reason to praise. Yes, ma'am, please go ahead. Okay. Right. I had one more thought. Um, like when he says, like, basically like the inheritance and like, um, he, he identifies you by giving you the Holy Spirit. Like, it just makes me think how like when someone's adopted, like, you can tell, like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, basically sometimes people be like, oh, I know that's your your daughter by the way you act or something like that. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so it makes me think about how, like, with inheritance and, like, how he's identifying you that, like, when he gives you the Holy Spirit, like, how you act, it's like you should be walking around, like, people be like, oh, yeah, you're definitely God's daughter. Like, Ooh. you're definitely thing because you're acting like his child. Like, Come on, you're preacher. acting like, um, I think that that's, it just, like, stood out to me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Do you act like your parents? So you pick up on those identifying markers. You ask Cheyenne, she'll tell you. Right. But yeah. <laughs> Why? Because he was brought in to something. But yeah. I like to turn that. I also noticed that with Annabelle, who was my stepdaughter. Yes. Mm. Where she acts like me already. Is that good? Now you're seeing the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, being, being passed on to your adopted daughter, that she's picking up on those traits. Prayerfully, the good ones. Yeah. But she's picking up on those traits. What is that identifying trait that I have that I am God's child? Mm -hmm. The Spirit of God inside of me. Help me act like God. Yeah. Think like God. Yeah. Forgive like God. Love yeah. like God. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen, Nadia. That's a good revelation right there. And that's the truth. Of what the Holy Spirit also does in us. Okay? He, he reveals to us not just God's will. He will. He reveals to us God's nature, God's character, who God is, and helps us yes. when we're not acting like God. Amen. Oh, Ooh, amen. my God. Because I, I feel the Holy Ghost sometimes. The former pastor, pastor Old is like, you are not acting like God. <laughs> oh, it makes me so mad. At <laughs> you about to see me act like somebody. <laughs> amen. Amen. This is thank God for this revelation. Thank God for this word. I'm sorry we didn't get through all of this, um, but but there's so much you have reason to praise God for. Oh. I felt like we wanted to kick off this entire study together by helping you understand the spiritual blessings you already have access to. That's good. And so many reasons to give God praise. Yeah. We just we have them. There's a yep. list of them right here, and you can probably start to write out your own list. I. Once we sign off here in just a moment, I pray that you may write out some other things. You have reason to give God praise for your family, your home, your jobs, your careers, your business, your finances. Maybe you don't have everything you want, but you have so much right yeah. now on, to be man. thankful for, to give God praise Amen. for. Amen. And that's what I think we just want to conclude this time together with. Was there any other questions tonight? We only got through 14 verses in, in <laughs> 65 minutes. <laughs> Amen. So it's our homework. Okay. Well, I mean, the homework is to keep reading. You can read on ahead. There's five more chapters um, that we'll be getting to all summer long. Write down your questions. Write down your thoughts. Write down your revelation that God gives you as you're reading. But understand, all these things that we just went over, they're available to you. Don't act like God is withholding anything from you. He's not. Come on. He's, he's, he's already bestowed it. He's already showered it out. Just grab it in faith. Receive it in faith. And watch what God begins to do. Amen? Before we close out this time, I want to say thank you. Um, for being a part of this. Thank you to everyone who's been here tonight. Thank you for, for chiming in. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and revelation. Um, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for each other. We're going to pray for you that are, are with us online. Sister Nancy and Neil are both saying thank you for tonight. 
Amen. Oh, awesome. Thank you all. And whether you're watching live or watching this later on, thank you for sticking with us and being a part of this. So let's pray, okay? Uh, you want to lay hands on somebody's shoulder next to you? If you want to hold your hand, I guess it's up to you, but if it feels awkward. So. <laughs> We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for each other, okay? So let's pray right now. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. Your word is 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 truth. Your word is life. Yes. God, we're praying now that every one of us continue to grasp, give us this 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 wisdom and understanding of what you're showing us here tonight. Everything that is ours as adopted children into the family of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Lord. That you didn't leave us on the outside always looking in. Thank you that you didn't leave us as orphans yes. and didn't leave us abandoned and forgotten. Jesus. You adopted us. You said. I choose you. I want you in my family. Thank you, Lord. Now, may that also now be reflected in how we treat each other. And we've all been chosen. We've all been brought into this family. May it also be reflected in how we treat people that are outside the family of God. That we want them to come in and, and receive the same grace and love and kindness that we are living under. So, Father, correct us when we just treat people like they're outsiders, like they don't matter. Because they matter to you. It mattered enough for you to send Jesus and let his blood be, be poured out so they can yeah. receive forgiveness and they can receive freedom as well just as we have help it to translate how we talk to our neighbors our co-workers our family members that aren't yet part of this family but god that is your choice you want them to be so god use us to be that mouthpiece of, of your love use us to be that example uh, as nadia said help us to wherever we go people look at us and say that's god's son that's god's daughter right there. i see his love i see his grace i see his power in their lives Lastly, Lord, we just pray for each other right now. We pray that we would, our, our understanding would deepen of who we are in Christ. And moving forward, may we continue to praise you. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we don't have a reason to be silent. We don't have a reason to act like we, have, we haven't been blessed. We don't have a reason to complain. We don't, not according to what we just read. We have reason to praise. So this ever be on our lips. God, we praise you. We honor you. We adore you. We glorify you because of everything you've done for us, everything you are doing for us, everything that is still to come, that you've already worked out according to your great plan. At the right time, we will see it all. We praise you for the night. Wherever you are, just type in the chat, thank you, Lord. Wherever you're in this room, help us say thank you, God. Thank you for all your blessings. We praise you tonight. We call this all done in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Before I close this prayer, prayer request, prayer request for uh, Alea tonight. She's surgery, the heart surgery morning. Father, we speak of that healing yes. that has already been given to us. We speak healing over Alea's heart tonight. Yes. Guide the hands of the surgeon tomorrow, yes. Father. Yes, Father. May there be no complications and may there be no problems because right now we're calling upon that spiritual blessing. She has a spiritual blessing of healing. Yeah. Thank you, Father, that it's hers in this moment. Oh, release yes. it over her life in yes. the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. 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 Family, I love you. Thank you for joining us. In two weeks' time, we will be at the Ortega's house. And we will be at the Ortega's house. Uh, somewhere out there in, in well, I would say that. China. <laughs> somewhere out, out southwest. Uh, they live in Oswego. Uh, in the unincorporated area of Oswego, I don't even know what it is. Well, water. I mean, <laughs> but but uh, the Ortegas are gracious. They're wonderful hosts. They want you to come and be a part. So join us on Wednesday, two weeks. Um, 7 o'clock we're starting, so get out there early. If uh, you need directions, you want to be a part of that, talk with Pastor Beto or Ms. Beatty. Yeah. Message us. We'll make sure you got them. But we love you all. Thanks for being a part of this. I'm getting ready to kick everyone out of my house now, so I love you all. Get some rest. God bless you. I'll see you Sunday at 1030. Happy Mother's Day.